You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. December 6th already. So that means, uh, what, 19 shopping days left before Christmas? Are we counting today, right? We gotta count yeah, got to count today. Pretty you can still shop today, so yeah. Math is hard. Is that even a thing anymore? Because everybody just orders stuff online. I mean, you sort of just uh, do it in your kitchen or your living room, and you're done. I, I think a lot of people, which is why malls all over the country and department stores are drying up and dying. Big changes. Big, big changes. Yeah. You got your shopping done? Uh, Well... Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you'd have to ask my wife. If we've, <laughs> my shopping yeah, yeah, yeah. is pretty much for my wife, and then she handles absolutely everything else. So are you done so. buying stuff for your wife then? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. In fact, I haven't even started yet. Have you? I, I, I shop throughout the year, you know. Do you now? I just squirrel stuff away. That's great. That way I don't you know, get pressed for time at the end. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. That's very organized of you. Or it's ridiculous. <laughs> One of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm calling it organized, actually, because okay. I, I, I'd kind of like to have mine done, but uh-huh. I don't. Yeah. I typically wait until, you know, it's uh, comfortably closer to Christmas, like Christmas Eve at six yeah, yeah. in the afternoon. So. Comfortably? Yeah. Okay. Or maybe not so comfortably. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh all right. Latest Census Bureau, really good news. Latest Census uh, Census Bureau, analyzed by the Center for Immigration Studies, has found that seventy-two uh, percent of U.S. households are headed uh, headed by non-citizens and immigrants. I think we discussed this a little mm-hmm. bit yesterday. Seventy-two yeah. percent on welfare, and that's but that's not a, a problem of any kind. I want you to know that. I want you to know that. What is a problem is the hatred for people. Um, like these wonderful yeah. immigrants Thank who are you for hardworking, that. decent family members uh, who can't be separated from their family. They can't be taken out of the country. They took the time to come here. We got to take the time to welcome them uh, in whatever way they come here. Uh, the problem comes from us because we're not as accepting of their 72% uh, welfare lives uh, in our nation that we're paying for. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, we should be just happy to do that and to accept everybody. And a few few weeks ago, I think we even predicted this on the air, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That the whole immigration thing and the caravan situation. The, yeah, the caravan is on its way. Actually, more than on its way. It's, it's now pretty well here. Well, what, five or six of them are, and then there's 38 or 39 more still coming. <laughs> so those caravans are still on their way. But we predicted maybe a few weeks or even a month ago, maybe more, that this was all going to be at Christmas time compared to uh, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. That's what we said. And sure enough, Hmm. a Massachusetts church uh, that made headlines last year over its nativity scene by including gun control in it, they're attracting uh, attention again this holiday season. Uh because they have compared, obviously, uh, the baby Jesus to immigrants, uh, just as we knew was going to happen. The scene was set up over the weekend. 
showing baby Jesus inside a black cage and the three wise men separated by a fence with a sign that reads deportation. Yeah, I see where we got it wrong, Pat, is we thought that it was going to be more of like the, the story of, like you said, Joseph and Mary and stuff. But the reason that we haven't gotten that story specifically mm-hmm. is because there's not a woman in the caravan that could pose as the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Other than that, we nailed it. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's just so predictable. So amazing. The uh, holiday display, of course, created to in hopes of sparking uh, controversy and conversations <laughs> about how immigrants are being treated in the United States at the at the border. The nativity scene has a baby Jesus in a cage, calling attention, of course, to what's going on and at the border, supposedly. Um, church leaders told the Boston Globe they've received mixed reactions for their displays, and I'm sure they love that. They, they love that. Their goal is to educate the community on issues of peace and justice. And, of course, start a conversation, mm-hmm. which we've done now. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's great. So the Mission baby Jesus put in a cage, just like, of course, all the children being put into cages at the border uh, under Barack Obama. <laughs> Do you Whoa. remember? Whoa. I mean, let's remember that. <laughs> Remember the photos of the caged kids? And nobody cared. There was not a single Democrat in this country who cared about the kids being caged when they got here supposedly unaccompanied by uh, parents or adult supervision at all. And we didn't know what to do with them. And this time we didn't know what to do with them either. But, you know, you didn't want to put them in with the adults into an adult uh, incarceration because... Who knows who all is in there? You don't want the kids subjected to that. So they tried to find a safer place for them while they adjudicated everything. I, I really don't think it was because uh, Donald Trump thought, you know what? Uh, the most dastardly thing we can do is to separate these children from their families. Scare the hell out of them. Poke them with pickle forks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be great. That wasn't the idea. The idea was to keep them safe while you got all this under control. And then, you know, figure it out. And I'm sure that everybody was caught kind of off guard because Obama did that. And nobody cared. But Obama's name was not Donald Trump, so. Oh, there it is. Yeah, suddenly. <laughs> suddenly people do care. Uh, 888-933-93. So, uh, I love our, our, our first indication of our comparisons to what's going on at the border and uh, I'm also trying to think, weren't, wasn't the Jesus, Mary, and Joseph family uh, supposed to be in that area? In fact, they were told, yeah. they, were, they were instructed by the government you to might, go to yeah. Bethlehem. You might say they followed the law. You might say that. <laughs> you might say they were not illegal immigrants. Correct. <laughs> in fact, you should say, no, they weren't illegal immigrants. So, somewhat <laughs> different a situation. Just it's agonizing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, I love the free speech and the free thought process that uh, that millennials are growing up and becoming accustomed to. Uh, at Columbia University, Saturday Night Live writer and comedian Nimesh Patel was kicked off stage by Columbia students by the organizers of this event. Halfway through his performance, because the students found his jokes offensive. 
So he started <clears throat> doing some routine, and the organizers of the event got up on stage, took the microphone from him, apologized mm. to the audience, and ended it. Members of the student group that um, found his skit offensive, specifically when the comedian joked that being gay can't be a choice, adding that if, uh, if a man is both black and gay, quote, no one looks in the mirror and thinks, this black thing is too easy. Let me just add another thing to it. Okay, you know, you can debate whether or not that's funny, but how is that offensive? That's still the politically correct thing, right? Yeah. That <clears throat> being homosexual isn't a choice. That's weird. That they... Is that bizarre? Yeah. So even though <clears throat> it apparently fits in with their sensibilities, they still kicked him off, off the stage because that's offensive. So they took away his microphone and said, we deeply apologize for inviting him in the first place and bringing these comments into a space for inclusion and acceptance. We apologize for the hurt his words caused members of the community. Now, nobody even booed. Nobody yelled. Nobody uh, hassled him on stage. It was just the organizers of the committee who decided instantly, oh, it's offensive and these people can't be offended. Weird. I uh, just those. This is getting so bad. And that was at an Ivy League school, at Columbia. Yeah, okay. few students um, <clears throat> who were there said that nobody booed, nobody shouted, and so they were. One of them said, "I, I was really surprised. Either that means I'm not as sensitive as I should be, or the whole thing was just too dramatic." Another student, though, <clears throat> said, "I really dislike when people who are older." say that our generation needs to be exposed to the real world. Obviously, the world is not a safe space, but just accepting that, that it's not, and continuing to perpetuate the unsafeness of it, is saying that it can't be changed. <laughs> oh! Oh, man. Woo. So everything's got to be perfectly wonderful. Yes. There, there's yeah. no way to make the world. No ripples. A completely non-offensive place for everybody at all time. Because somebody's going to be offended by something at some point. Um, because we, we, unless we all start thinking the exact same thing, we all have the same opinions. We all have the same sensibility. And so <clears throat> we're going to safety wrap you from absolutely everything that can happen. So not only is this person... Uh, trying to avoid all offense and wants the safe space. They actually believe that the world can become an entire safe space. Oh, my gosh. It's worse than I thought for this generation. Yeah. She continued, um, <clears throat> when older generations say you need to stop being so sensitive, it's like undermining what our generation is trying to do in accepting others and making it safer. No, pudding. There's going to be disappointments in life, and you're not being prepared for any of it. You you get stronger by learning how to deal with things, and they just don't understand that concept at all. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, um, because we are uh, here to December sixth. And uh, because my voice is starting to uh, falter, I thought we'd share a little holiday cheer with you. 
Remember a couple of years ago, uh, Glenn put together that Christmas album with uh, just some great standards, did them in a little bit different way. Um, this was the version of Oh Holy Night uh, that they did, and I, I think you're going to like this. Get you in the, in the mood a little bit better than Jesus in a Cage. Uh, we'll get you in a mood for, for the Christmas season. Here's Oh Holy Night.
Any concerns right now, Jason? Are you kidding? No concerns, man. This feels so good right now. Yeah, it does. But everything is just happening. This was a huge risk. What, what, what you set us up to do here was a phenomenal risk. All right, triple eight, 933.93. Uh, we get a little explanation there at the end of the video. Um, but what a tremendous performance that was from uh, Diane Michelle a few years ago. From uh, the, uh, the CD was called Believe I Again. Believe Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and still available if you want to download that on, on uh, iTunes. Just fantastic. One of the greatest versions I think I've ever heard of A Holy Night. And what could actually heal our nation and our planet? As a matter of fact, you know, we ask, what's the answer all the time? Well, there you have it. <laughs> There's the answer. Get back to our roots. 888 That's if we have time, of course, because uh, climate change mm-hmm. is bearing down on us. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's here. It's not bearing down. It's, it's bore down on us. And it continues to bear down on us every single day. Um, you know, life, really, it's kind of pointless because if you're not fighting against this every single day, then there, there's there's no point to your life. Whoa, we really? found out we found that out yesterday from uh, Did we? Katie Tour at MSNBC, I believe, <laughs> uh, when Katie had this to say about the climate change situation. I read that New Yorker article today and I thought, gosh, how pointless is my life and how pointless is the, are the decisions that I'm making on a day-to-day basis uh-huh. when we are not focused on climate change every day when it's not leading every one of our newscasts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, is, that is just an unbelievable statement. How pointless is her life when climate change isn't leading every newscast Every day of our lives. Well, Katie may not have that, that good of a life, so maybe uh, <laughs> comparative. Um, huh. All right. Isn't that something? Uh, wow. Climate that was change. Kind of a slam at MSNBC, wasn't it? Uh, it seems you know? like it. Like, hey, why aren't we leading every newscast with... Uh, yeah, with climate change. Climate change stories. So I'll bet they appreciated that. Can you imagine every story, every day, starting out with climate change? Now, that would be... Life worth living. That would give a point to this life. <laughs> and would just bring it all together in a in a nice tidy bow. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three-93. Something that can help you get through this time and uh, maybe take your mind off of climate change a little bit. Uh is food. And and that's I think what we all turn to right around now. Just food. I just want to eat. I want to eat all day long, and I want to eat things that aren't good for me. And so there is some help available, and uh, I've definitely turned to this um, during the holiday season. Riduzone. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that uh, took the OEA molecule out of olive oil, which boosts your metabolism and helps to reduce your appetite. So for about $1.39 a day, Riduzone can help you get through this time of year just by you know helping you eat less. And then speeding up your metabolism so you burn calories faster and more efficiently. Order it today at RidUZone.com. When you enter the promo code PAT, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's RidUZone.com. And when you use the promo code PAT, you'll get 30% savings on a three-month supply. RidUZone.com. That's right. That's right. Atta boy. 
Atta boy, Claire. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, also, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I think, feels a lot the way Katie Tour does. We should be leading every sentence, every day, every newscast with something about climate change. Because, first of all, we'll save the planet uh, and every living thing on it. And then, also, it will uh, it will solve racism, essentially. So, if we, Yep, it's yeah. going to solve the world. If we could just turn Everything. to solar power, mm-hmm. that'll take away anybody's hatred for somebody who looks different than them. Maybe that's why it should be leading all of the MSNBC newscasts, because uh-huh. it could do that much good for this world. It's it's that powerful and, and that profound. And here is uh, Alexandria explaining that to us. The idea that we're going to somehow lose economic activity, as a matter of fact, uh, it's not just possible right. not that just. we will create jobs and economic activity by tr- by uh, transitioning to mm-hmm. renewable energy, but it's inevitable that we are going to oh. create mm-hmm. jobs. It's inevitable that we're going to create industry, and it's inevitable that we can use the transition to 100% renewable energy as the vehicle to truly deliver and establish economic, social, and racial justice in the United States of America. <laughs> She's a piece of work. That is something else. So she essentially told us that if we switch to renewable energy... yeah. It's going to solve the racial injustice in this country. You got it. Hmm. That's fascinating. She didn't really describe how that will happen. You know what has actually done that and gone a long way towards doing that uh, is something called capitalism. Putin, capitalism has already done that. It's already got gotten us uh, a really long way. It's taken us out of the dark ages into a place where billions of people are thriving on this planet who otherwise were dying on this planet. But instead, she wants to replace that with uh, w- with climate change steps, with renewable energy that will, um, you know, that will heal racial divides and, I guess, provide food for people. I, I, it's just so bizarre. But wow, have they done a great job at indoctrinating this generation. Look at how they turn to climate change. I mean, climate change is the answer to everything for a lot of these millennials. Yeah. Do you think that she is um, thinking that it is actually going to solve you know, racism, or do you think she actually sees it and let it slip out that it's just a wealth redistribution scheme? Oh, and, sure. And we're going to just... Oh, uh, sure. Make sure that we um, uh, take the the wealthy countries and tax them with the carbon tax we're seeing in France. You know, mm-hmm. people rioting there, and we're going to bring about uh, social and economic justice, um, or either that, or she actually hold on, it's her. No, she probably just thinks it's going to cause world peace. Just having a carbon tax. <laughs> She's uh, this is going to be fun. She isn't even in office yet. She hasn't been inaugurated. Yeah. Um, so and she's. <laughs> Continually showing her butt stupidity. I mean, she is just butt stupid. <laughs> I yep. just, I know. We should have added her to the uh, to the poll on who's most agonizing to listen to because she's quickly rising up the yeah. chart for me. We Where do we stand there. so far on the? I think we do have a poll. Is yeah. it on Twitter? Yeah, it's on uh, at Pat Unleashed. Uh, I'm pretending I didn't know that. It yeah, was you, on Twitter. you I know. Of course you're just saying it for everyone else. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, is a poll. I don't know that she would be annoying. I think she's actually entertaining. But let's see uh, the current status of the poll. Because yesterday it came up. Who is the most 
annoying voice. Uh, annoying person to listen to. On the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, we have uh, Joy Behar and Hillary Clinton tied for first at 34%. <laughs> okay, Joy and Hillary. Wow, that's neck and neck. It was actually Joy who sparked the poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was arguing yesterday with Meghan McCain and was is just so hideous to listen to. Yeah. Um, so I started to muse, who's the most irritating to listen to? Uh, mm-hmm. Who's the most agonizing? Is it Joy Behar? Does she even, she competes with people like Hillary and Barack Obama. Yeah, Obama's 27%. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Al Gore is 5%. Five, just five. Just five for Al Gore? I mean, that climate change stuff is incessant. I can't take it. But uh, you have uh, until the show starts tomorrow to vote if you'd like to. In fact, uh, uh, you don't need me to tell you this, Pat, but you're uh-huh. going to go ahead and uh, retweet that uh, again. Obviously. I don't know why so. you continually state the obvious like mm-hmm. that. So uh, that's, that's your update there. Yeah. All and, right. And, uh, and by the way, I don't know if you want to go off on the Joy, Joy Behar thing, but we I got do. a great tweet um, yesterday that was a great, uh, great point. Yeah, let's, let's set it up with the... Uh, with the event that we were telling you about, Joy Behar and uh, Meghan McCain having a little discussion the other day on The View. I hope they learn from him. I want to say one thing about him that was not picked up, really, because as a candidate, he said, those who think we're powerless to do anything about the greenhouse effect are forgetting about the White House effect. And then he signed into law the Clean Air Act Amendment of 1990, one of the most sweeping environmental yeah. statutes ever. Yeah. This president that we have now is trying to unravel everything that he did and Obama did. And if I ever become a one-issue voter, it will be about... Pollution and the mm-hmm. greenhouse effect. And yeah, can we, we focus that? on the president, please? Yeah. I, I, just, I don't want to talk about Trump. Once, uh, well, I do for a moment. So of, we're honoring a great uh, excuse president. Excuse me a second, path. please. I, I want to talk about but the we're honoring, but I'm not interested in your one issue. I don't care what you're interested in. I'm talking. I don't care what you're interested in either, boy. Yeah. Well, my dad can beat up your dad. That's great. So when Whoopi Goldberg has to ride to the rescue, you know there's a problem on the show. And they continued the back and forth. I guess it got much worse during the commercial break. According to some of the camera people and production people uh, that were in the room, Behar threw her hands in the air as soon as they went to commercial and started screaming about getting this bee under control. Mm. If this S doesn't stop, I'm quitting this damn show. I can't take this much more. I've tolerated a lot of S on this show, but I'm at my wit's end. With this entitled B word. Mm. Enough already. Enough already. I'm not playing nice any longer. Good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, she dropped the B word quite a bit. A lot. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating because as Justin tweeted out, you know, Joy complained about her being called a B by Kid Rock. <laughs> then turns around days later to call a fellow host a B word multiple times. Such a great point. Great point. I mean, the hypocrisy. Of course, I mean, it's pretty much what you expect from Joy Behar at this point, but uh, that's pretty blatant and pretty obvious. Maybe she just meant that you shouldn't say the B word or call anybody the B word uh, in front of a microphone. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, that's Maybe it's okay if you're in commercial break. <laughs> maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's what she meant. We'll go with that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Let me ask you something. What are you doing when you put money in a four hundred one k plan, 
or an IRA, or you store jumper cables in your vehicle, or you purchase medical insurance, all those things, what do they have in common? You're preparing. You're preparing to ensure that you have enough money for retirement. You're preparing for when your car battery dies, or you need to pay for major medical bills. So it's just smart. It's just reasonable, and it's the right thing to do, and nobody says, well, that's crazy. But then for some reason, when you prepare the most basic of all items that you must need to sustain life for yourself and your family people call you a, a kook because you got a bunch of food in your in your house <laughs> i know there could be nothing less kooky than having some backup food so that you could get through any kind of tough time maybe just a snowstorm uh, maybe just people descend on the grocery stores because there's a storm coming and wipe everything out and there's nothing on the shelves and you You've got no way to eat for a few days. There's no better peace of mind than just knowing that you're going to be okay come what may. And right now, my Patriot Supply is offering their lowest prices of the year on two really popular emergency food kits. Go to my special website, preparewithpat.com, check them both out, and place an order. Get started with this today while you're thinking about it. Preparing with my Patriot Supply, it's the really smart thing to do. Have the peace of mind by going to preparewithpat.com. Dot com right now. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, George! Merry Christmas, movie house! Merry Christmas, Emporium! Merry Christmas, you wonderful building alone! Pat Gray Unleashed. Already time for more on trivia tomorrow. Make sure you're here for us. Mm-hmm. With us. Enjoying that. What are we, uh... It's a 10 and 2, 11, 11 and 2. And two. Were 11 we right two. again? Yeah. Patriots. Patriots beat, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. They did. Wow. Destroyed Minnesota. 11 and 2. This might be our most successful season Jeffy of all time. Jeffy and I looked it up. Apparently back in the year 2000, more on trivia, went 15 and 1. But, I mean, those are ancient records. How, how, we cow, can't really? depend those. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. And um, there's no way to verify but, that. Sure. In modern history, this is the uh, best. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. We'd be uh, if we were an NFL team, we'd have a first round bye for sure. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow is uh, my Falcons and your Packers. So I'm sure there'll be no shenanigans oh. in trying to rig that one right. Are Pat? the are the Falcons uh, eliminated yet? I mean, not from the playoff picture. Technically, not mathematically. Packers pretty much at four, seven, and one. Bye bye. Yeah, you're better than the Falcons at four and eight. You got that tie. In oh there. my gosh, mm-hmm. four and eight. But Oof. if you, uh, if, there's a great link uh, that New York Times put together mm-hmm. where you, mm-hmm. you predict the outcome of the rest of the games. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the Falcons, <laughs> sounds funny to say, if the Falcons win their last four games, they still have like a like a fourteen percent chance to make the playoffs. Pat, really. Mm-hmm. Probably need quite a bit of help as the quite uh, a bit. So quite the Packers bit. could conceivably yeah. finish eight, seven, and one. Correct. Which could sneak them into the playoffs under sure certain could. circumstances. So sure they're not could. mathematically, but no. either team that loses, I think, is done. Right for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, uh, you lost a coach over the weekend too. Yeah, they that's finally you... fired uh, <laughs> McCarthy. Yeah, that's Jeez. what happens when you lose to a desert team in the snow. You Good fire your coach. Gosh. Well, and a team that's won two games all year until. <laughs> You know, they play the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Un- unbelievable what's happened to the team. And Aaron Rodgers is the reason, of course, Mike McCarthy got fired, even though Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl victory. He's got a pretty stellar record. He's the second winningest coach in the history of the franchise. And I don't know. 
I don't know whose fault it is in Green Bay, but uh, man, but it's it's a sucky year for football. Sure is again. Then then you think, well, wait, no, because college football, you got BYU going to the the incredible. Oh yeah. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Well, that saved your season, right? Saved, saved the saved season. Your football. Against the uh, ever-popular, world-renowned, Western Michigan Broncos. Yeah. Uh, so That's like, I mean, that is like an ancient rivalry there. Oh, I mean, you, they've back. played five times. Have they? In history. And what's five the, times. What's the, uh, what's the count on that? Three to two BYU. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last game they played was, I think, 1967. Mm. So it yeah. was pre-BYU even being good. Uh, so um, somebody, a Wyoming fan, tweeted at you yesterday to say, uh, hey, they went to the uh, a famous, I, I can't leave off the famous Idaho, Idaho potato, potato bowl, bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and and you get free French fries when you go. No, you don't. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. true? I, apparently so. You get free free fries fr- at the famous Idaho potato yeah. bowl. We're going now, right? Oh yeah, we're on. Just we're for on. the fries. It's on now. I'm going for the fries. You go for the football. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um. All right, Dan's got some other annoying people that we we didn't include on the uh, <laughs> on on the list for the for the poll. Um. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you doing? Good. I, I just wanted to say I'm surprised you don't have Rachel Maddow on there for number one. Ah, uh, yeah, we, she should. Uh, she's pro- except I I rarely see her. Uh, you know, not watching MSNBC much, uh, and we don't even get very many clips that I'm go so viral from her. But uh, it, it's so entertaining to watch her. She always looks, she's on the verge of a breakdown. Like every every word is out of her mouth. <laughs> is it because of Donald Trump? In his... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of Russia, course. Russia, 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 you know. Yeah. And number two is Jessica Tarloff from Fox. How about that dental drill of a voice? Oh, oh. my God. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, it's kind of interesting because CNN has kind of overtaken MSNBC on my annoying scale. Mm-hmm. Ever mm-hmm. since the, the Trump administration began, it, CNN really stands out instead of MSNBC. We don't even, we almost never mention them anymore. Because CNN has been so out of control with their anti-Trump hatred. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three added Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where uh, Steve tweets: <laughs> "It's not Christmas time in my house until I see Jesus in a cage." <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's the sign of the season right there. <laughs> and of course, we've seen it now, so it's Christmas time at Steve's house. Yeah. Um, the church in Massachusetts that likes to make these political statements just compared Jesus to the immigrants who now, of course, try to break into the country illegally. Jesus in a cage. Mm-hmm. There he is. Look at baby Jesus. Little, little oh. immigrant baby Jesus being uh-huh. held back by evil Donald Trump. Peace on earth? Question mark? Oh, brother. <sighs> pathetic. <laughs> it's, just, it's so pathetic. Sigh-worthy. Uh, from legislation to start a conversation. <laughs> Thanks for the beautiful music, Pat. Uh, I feel the spirit. Obviously talking about uh, Oh Holy Night from yeah. Diane Michelle. Really good from the Glenn Christmas album a few years ago. Uh, and from Just Too Muck and Fudge, one of my faves on that CD, I would request Go Tell It on the Mountain. But Pat may not be uh, up to singing along. Oh, might he not? Oh, I think I'm always up to singing along. Do we do we have Go Tell It on the Mountain? Oh, let's play Go Tell It on the Mountain. There's a guys. favorite of mine from way, way, oh, way back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yes. <clears throat> Warm up those vocal cords, Pat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm. 
Mm. Sing it, baby. Sing it. Mm-hmm. Go what? tell it on the mountain. <laughs> Go mountain. tell it on the mountain. Go find the hills and Mountain that Jesus Christ is born. All right, thank you. Yeah, we're good. That's uh, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> we had many discussions with Glenn as to whether or not that's a Christmas song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go tell it on the mountain. I don't know. For me, it just doesn't sing Christmas. I don't know why. Does but, it for you? No, it's track it's no. track three from Kim Harley there, and uh, <clears throat> should be a bonus track. It's who is the Kim Harley? I mean, she's really good, great voice. I just don't like that kind Not of a Christmas song. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't feel Christmassy to me. Go tell it on the mountain. Nope. Maybe you know. I thought it was just me, but maybe it's you as well, Keith. Uh, it's no, no. It's yeah. definitely not just you. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and uh, at Pat Unleashed, as we just proved to you uh, on Twitter, I've got this great list that they keep updating for us on the uh, twenty twenty presidential candidates who uh, all think. You know, we I think we discussed this a little bit yesterday. It seems every Democrat alive who's ever considered running believes now they can beat Donald Trump. I I don't know what makes them think that Hillary Clinton. Couldn't do it. Yeah, and that's a that's a quarter of a century <laughs> yeah. Clinton machine. Exactly. That, in fact, at one point, uh, for quite some time, actually, they were believed unbeatable. And, you know, up, up until Barack Obama actually beat them in 2008. Um, but there are so many that this website has broken them into several different categories. Senators, House members, governors... Mayors, Obama alumni, and outsiders. Is there a dog catcher category? I think everything uh, else not is yet, covered but there, there will there yeah, will be one. Mm-hmm. Among the senators, um, the first one they list is Cory Booker. Cory Booker is forty nine years old. Um, he, of course, is Spartacus. That was his big deal. Uh, he stumped in every state, every early state, including a high profile speech in Iowa that wowed attendees. Um, he is steadfast in not slugging it out with Trump and instead preaching love. That's what they, it, no, oh, that's, not, that's not what Cory Booker does. Cory Booker is not about love. He's an <laughs> angry, love. angry man. Oh my Good gosh. Grief. Sherrod Brown. Now you talk about delusions of grandeur. Sherrod Brown, really? You think you have a chance at winning, at beating Donald Trump? 66 years old, his status, he's been focused on winning re-election. Uh, which he capped with a victory speech full of possible 2020 lines. Then Kirsten Gillibrand, she's obviously senator from New York, 51 years old. Uh, You've got Tim Kaine, who is going to resurface, they think. Tim Kaine is 60. He has stayed pretty quiet so far, um, focusing on his re-election campaign, but he's making some noise about potentially running as well. Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. She's 58. Um, She is a Democrat in a state where the president came very close to winning. And in recent years, she's made lots of trips to Iowa. 
You know, one of the telltale signs that you're mm-hmm. going to run for president. Wait, you don't just go to Iowa vacation? <laughs> I mean, well, I thought some that was do. I'm sure some do. Yeah. You know, some people who like to vacation on farms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People from Nebraska go over mm-hmm. there and yeah. say, whoa, here's what it's like yeah. over here in Iowa. Party among the corn stalks. There's mm-hmm. nothing better. Uh, Jeff Merkley, U.S. Senator from Oregon. Nobody's ever heard of him. Uh, he's 62. He's planning. He's talking about the possibility of running. Kamala Harris, of course. She's one of the lead. She's one of the lead potential candidates. I think um, I saw her list, listed right after Elizabeth Warren. Uh, then you got Bernie Sanders, seventy-seven years old, so he will be almost eighty when the election happens. Mm. Nearly eighty. Can you imagine? Not just a socialist, not just an old curmudgeon, not just a, a guy who's been there way too long, but almost eighty years old and i'm not trying to be morbid at all but that's a case where the vice presidential choice if you were the nominee is very important right Uh, potentially um so bernie you got mark warner uh considered somewhat the moderate he's 63 of course elizabeth warren 69 years old so she's going to be 71 by the time this thing rolls around and, uh, you know, her Native American ancestry oh, yeah. put her right over the edge. Yep. Minority vote right there. That's like her you know, her trump card, if you will. Oh, see what you did? Oh, you can't even use that word Kinda anymore. weird. It's, I know. It's changed. So one senator they don't mention that I'm hearing all the time now, John Kerry. Uh, John, I think John Kerry's going to run. And he has said, I'm weighing my options. I'm looking into it. I'm thinking about doing it. I'll have to see how I feel when that comes around. But right now, I'm thinking about performing in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. (laughs) Uh, Then there's the House members. John Delaney is a a congressman from Maryland, 55 years old. I don't think many people are familiar with him. There's Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii, um, an attractive a uh, female who's only 37 years old. She surfs. Beto skateboards. Hmm. She surfs. Yeah. She's nice. A surfer. What's her name again? Gabby what? Tulsi Gabbard. T- Tulsi Gabbard. T-U-L-S-I yeah. Gabbard. I don't, yeah. Most people aren't familiar with her. She's yeah. representative from Hawaii now. She was a Honolulu City Council person. Uh, she was a major in the Army National Guard. Hmm. So she's done some stuff. Mm-hmm. She has so far visited every early state but South Carolina. So it looks like she's kind of prepping as well. Oh, she got to Hawaii too, huh? Yep. Yeah, well, she is from Hawaii. Thank you. So, (laughs) Uh, Joe Kennedy, you need another Kennedy. You can't have an election without a Kennedy. We can't be going more than one presidential cycle. I think it's in the Constitution that a Kennedy must run Mm -hmm. at least every four years. Uh, after giving his State of the Union response, he headlined an event in New Hampshire and campaigned elsewhere, including Texas and Florida. And uh, he's all set with chapstick now. He's, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good. Uh, Seth Moulton, from, a, a representative from Massachusetts, only 40 years old, up-and-comer in the Democrat Party. And then, of course, you've got Beto, um, who is a representative from, from Texas. Getting large crowds, celebrity endorsements, uh, huge record fundraising. And so he's, I think he might be the lead candidate right now. I think it's possible that he could be the guy. 
They also named Tim Ryan, Ohio representative. Eric Swalwell, we've talked about him. Uh, He's risen to prominence as a member of the House Intelligence Committee, bashing Trump and the Russia investigation. That's how they all rise up. Also visited every early state, including Iowa. He's he was born in Iowa, so he does have some reason to be in that state. Steve Bullock is the governor of Montana. This guy, you, you know, you talk about delusions of grandeur. Really, <laughs> the Democrat governor of Montana thinks he's got a shot? No, no, Steve, don't waste your time. Okay, fifty-two years old. Then you got Andrew Cuomo. That guy is Ugh. radical. Yeah, he's wretched and extreme. Just sixty years old. John Hickenlooper from Colorado. Yeah, he's he's a Democrat that's pro fracking. So, oh, I don't know, man. Pro fracking. I'm telling you, the only thing I think that holds Hickenlooper back is, well, his last name, Hickenlooper. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I think and he would identify. I think a lot of folks would identify. Nobody with knows him. who he is yeah. outside of Colorado, but um, he is identified as a centrist and a business oriented governor, and but he's a big gun control guy. Yeah. Uh, so he's not as centrist as you might want. I, I don't know that an actual real centrist exists in the Democrat Party anymore. You got Jay, Gins, Jay Inslee from, um, he's the governor in Washington. Lot of governors. Uh, Terry McAuliffe from Virginia. Martin O'Malley from Maryland. Uh, didn't O'Malley, did he, he ran last time, he right? He lost, didn't he? Yeah, he, he's, he was the one that was third after Hillary and, uh, and Sanders, I think. And then O'Malley. Oh, that's, wait, that's right. Like he ran for president. That's yeah, right. He yeah, ran yeah, already. Yeah. I'm thinking so, he lost in uh, Maryland, though. No. no well, okay. I don't know. In Maryland? Let's uh, see. I'll check. Uh, Mayor no, Baltimore. No, my bad. No, no he he's there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you got Deval Patrick, former governor of Massachusetts. He's just 62. Then you got mayors like uh, Michael Bloomberg, who is... I. It's hard for me to believe that he, he honestly thinks he has any sort of chance. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, mm. mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Huh? I mean, that's a stepping stone to the presidency if you're there ever was me? one. I mean, you you get that plum gig in yeah. South Bend yeah. as mayor, and you're set to jump into whatever political office you want. I mean, you write your own ticket at that point. Even though he's just 36, he's all set now. Um, he, what he's known for? Uh, he's a leader among the next generation of Democrats, supposedly. He is openly gay, millennial, and an Afghanistan veteran. Hmm. Interesting candidate. Mm-hmm. Eric Garcetti, former mayor of Los Angeles. He's just 47. You got Mitch Landrieu. We talked about him yesterday of New Orleans. <laughs> and then you got your Joe Biden, former vice president. He claims to be the most qualified. He's the one. Julian Castro, Housing and Irving Urban Development uh, Secretary under Obama, just 44 years old. Of course, Hillary is in there. She's 71 now, uh, mm. so she'd be 73 during the next election. And she's got health issues, man. Uh, yeah, the coughing fits are apparently back. You got Eric Holder, who is just, uh, I don't know, very close to the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> he might be... An Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. not the yeah. Antichrist, but I think he might be a Antichrist. Mm-hmm. I think that's reasonable. Uh, oh, this is why John Kerry wasn't listed among the senators. He's not a current senator. Oh, okay. He's a, uh, you know, Obama alum is what they have him listed here because Secretary of State. So, John Kerry just might be on that 
He, he might be on the way to the White House. Again. He was one state away from winning in 04. Now, they list Michael Avenatti, but I think he just, I think he just dropped out, right? He just said he's not going to do yeah. it. Uh, Mark Cuban is, good gosh. Now, he claims to be some sort of um, libertarian, libertarian, but he's not. No. He is not libertarian, and he is not conservative. Don't be fooled by Mark Cuban. Uh, Richard Ojeda? Hmm. Uh, West Virginia senator, community organizer, and activist. Ah, it's not like you could ever rise up from being a community organizer and activist to the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that community never organizer, happen. that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I think we learned our lesson about that, didn't we? <laughs> We had some fun with community organizers and yeah, then uh, turned out not to be so fun. Yeah, su- <laughs> summer of 2008 was fun. Surprise! <laughs> and let's not forget Tom Steyer, billionaire. Um, you got Oprah Winfrey in there. The Rock, who I actually think is Republican, oh, yeah, the, and they yeah. name him among the Democrats here. The future president of the United States, President The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. 888 900 More Pat Gray Unleashed. Coming up. <laughs> My mouth bleeding, Bert! My mouth bleeding! Zuzu pedals! Zuzu! There they are! Bert! What do you know about this? Merry Christmas! Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, found an interesting article about Home Alone, which a lot of people consider, to, consider one of their favorite Top five, probably, Christmas yeah. movies of all time. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't really land in in my top mm, three or four hundred, but... Wow. Um, not even yeah. top four hundred? <laughs> probably not. I wasn't a big fan. Um, yeah, maybe I was just too old when it came out. What were you, like five, six? What year did it come out? I don't know. It, was, it must have been close to, what, 89 or 90? So you would have been in your teens, right? Yeah, so I was born in 76. I was an, already an adult by then. Came out in 90. So I was 90. 14. Okay. So ran across this article. It was somebody pondering some of these things that they say the fans don't ponder. I pondered this the minute I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Anybody should have been thinking this. Go ahead. This is For great. instance, mm-hmm. how was the kid's mother, played by Macaulay Culkin, what was his name? Was it Kevin? I think it was yeah. Kevin. Mm-hmm. How was his mother halfway to Paris before she realized she was missing one of her children? I mean, that is a bad parent. <laughs> come on now. Okay, that's a CPS situation right Thank there. You. Thank you. And why did the dad never get a hard time about it? Right? And uh, what in the world did Kevin's dad do for a living? Did you see that house? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful house. Plus the vacation to Paris for nine, but I think that was paid for by... Uncle Rob or something. Wow. What a what a well-to-do family. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, senior editor of CNET poses some other questions about the household that you may not have noticed. Um, did they maybe go a little overboard on the Christmas decorations? Um, for instance, you know, of course, with the way the house was decorated and obviously all the cars gone uh, and... And nobody around, seemingly. It's going to be a magnet for thieves at mm-hmm. Christmas time. Yeah. Right? And we do, we all love nice Christmas decorations. But as uh, Claire asks here in this article, what kind of monster has red wallpaper next to a green wall? 
<laughs> all year long, apparently. Wow. Offset with contrasting green house plants and red candles. Is the green tapestry hanging in the green corridor on the way up to the attic really necessary? (laughs) Who in the world owns or has ever owned a pine green landline phone? Nah, don't judge that. Yes, it was the 90s. But a landline phone that's green with red, white, and green wallpaper and red flowers hanging from the the bed above the pillows. Okay, I mean, I had problems with them leaving the kid when they went to Europe, okay? Yeah, but, but I these, mean, this is getting a little... This is going a little deeper a little now. Somebody's got an interior decorator problem there. It's a deep dive uh, into the... A deep dive. <laughs> into the Home Alone problems. Worst of all, according to Claire, is the kitchen. Now, see, this is stuff I did not notice, so good okay. for her. Okay. Red pots, green tiles, red teapot, crimson floors... Even a green rolling pin. Okay, but hang on. We all like to go to the theme sections of Ikea and get some ideas, but come on. That's ridiculous. Okay, but think about this. This is such a wealthy family. How much time do you think they're spending in the kitchen? Not that much. No. No, not that much. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, We watched... uh, I was actually... At the doctor's office uh, over the weekend because I I was so sick. And and at the doctor's office, they were playing the Grinch, where I uh, also happen to notice there's some strange things going on in that one. What's wrong with the Grinch? That maybe we need to uh, look into. Okay. Well, you know, the the Grinch goes down to the the Who's town, Uh and he's trying to take away their Christmas, and he talks. They talk about taking the Who's feast. He took the Who pudding. He took the roast beast. He Mm -hmm. even took their last can. Of who hash? What is who hash? Is that hash made out of who's? Okay, well, now are these? Are, is the who generation? Is the who people? Uh huh. The species of who's? Oh no. Are they cannibals? Oh my goodness! You just are they the code cannibals? I don't root for them anymore. <laughs> I don't root for them anymore. I I'm starting to think maybe they deserved having their tick their Christmas taken away yeah. from them. Yeah. <clears throat> they they were eating other who's. Yeah. You don't call hash that we eat human hash? No. So That's gross. Right? It's beef hash. Yeah. Corned beef hash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hash it's browns. It's not human hash, nope. so who hash must be hash made from whose. Go. Cool. Creepy. Sick. That, it, Why Pat, haven't we noticed that before? Pat, that's... <clears throat> It's disturbing. It is it? very disturbing. Like it's disturbing. Uh, everyone's given you know like Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer you know a hard time because Santa's all mean. But uh, you, sir, mm-hmm. you are. Uh, I think we cracked another code here. Oh, and I don't like that now. You know, after he gets everything packed up, he's got the Who feast. Yeah. He's got the presents. He took the Who fanglers and the Who wasits and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Packs it all up. Gets it on that sleigh. It must yeah. weigh what. 15,000 tons. Yeah, yeah, I know you're going with this one. Yeah. This one. He throws that tiny little dog in front of the sleigh, that teeny tiny little dog about the size of my wife's dog. Mm -hmm. It's like a glorified mouse. Uh And he pulls it up a 10,000 foot incline to the top of a mountain. It's a superhuman dog. No, Max was not that strong. Nope. I don't care. Uh, you know, they say when his heart grew three sizes, he got the strength of 10 who's plus one or something, or uh-huh. 10 Grinches plus one, uh, and then he picks up the sleigh, and wow. then he... But the dog Come didn't on. have anything like that happen, so I don't even know have what the deal who hash was there. Had to, no who hash. To power his way. Right. So that's a, that that's always bothered so me, I just too. want to call BS on these uh, yeah. movies. They're just... Uh, it's well, not... 
I mean, it couldn't happen. Christmas is effectively okay. ruined by mm-hmm. Pat Gray. Sorry. So that's. I just think it's time we face up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's time. Oh, to... you got the image of the kitchen at Home Alone there. Let's see what you oh, got. Oh, good. There. Look at that gross, gross kitchen. Okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. you got the tiling. Yes. All right. And you, you yeah. got some pots and pans. Yeah. Curtains <laughs> do not. The curtains work. are also reddish. Uh huh. Kind of a really ugly red. Plus, uh, Kevin himself okay, is wearing red. Yeah, and green. And green. Oh, gross, man. <laughs> Who dressed you, Michael Jackson? <laughs> Come on, man. What is up with that? Gross. <laughs> Have you ever heard Kevin actually, Kevin McCauley, uh, Macaulay, Culkin. Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. just talked about his relationship, not eh, several months ago, I think. We might have even mentioned it, uh, his relationship with Michael Jackson. Did we that mention he, that? He, that he said was not creepy. Hmm. They were just friends. And according to Macaulay, nothing happened. All right. All right. Well. A little offshoot there. No, that's interesting. But yeah, the kitchen's problematic. The whole decor is <laughs> yeah. terrible. I think we can we can yeah. all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little over the edge on the red-green Christmas color thing. Perhaps. Just a tad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. 888 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter... Yesterday, there was, um, of course, the the state funeral for uh, former President George H.W. Bush. And, of course, the presidents got together, and even President Trump was there, even though he doesn't have a very good relationship with the Bushes or any of the other presidents, (laughs) uh, for that matter, or anybody there, probably. You know what? You know know who's been the nicest is um, uh, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. The most understanding yes, yes. is Jimmy That's, Carter. That is true. Ironically, yeah. Yeah. And Carter, I don't expect anything from him anymore because he's been so terrible the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been better with the with the Trump thing. He's not bashing him like like the others are. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was an interesting situation when, when the Trumps arrived, you know, in the little president's front row there, and watched the reception at the greeting between the Trumps and the Clintons. Take a look at this. Uh, there they are walking into the uh-huh. row. There's uh, Bill and Hillary already seated. Yep. And Melania is uh, shaking hands with uh, and, the Obamas and the Clintons. Or, and nobody nope, just, nobody extends a hand from the Clinton camp. Yeah. Uh, no, well, Bill did. Hillary barely nods. Hillary just looked over and nodded. Everyone else was very cordial at a mm. funeral. Wow. Ugh, Hillary is just a yeah, small person. Oof. Uh, so what is the article I read yesterday that, um, that Donald Trump showed the bare minimum of basic human decency at the funeral? Okay. I'm sorry. What about the Clintons there? What about Hillary there? Is that uh, going above and beyond the call of duty trying to, uh, extend themselves at a funeral? No, no, it is not. Mm. But of course that's, yeah, that's, it's usual. Yep. Uh, the and as usual on Christmas, uh, we have the wonderful stories of schools and principals banning any kind of Christmassy items, making sure that, you know, no religion is included in our schools because, uh, uh, well, the, the Constitution. Yeah, society will <clears throat> crumble. Which does not actually call for that, but everybody thinks it does. Um, Liberty Council, a law firm that's focused on religious freedom, 
got wind of a Nebraska elementary school principal who banned a long list of Christmas-related items. What kind of items, you might wonder? Well, there's a memo from Principal Jennifer Sinclair that spelled out in detail all the things that Manchester Elementary School in Omaha could not display. Santas or Christmas items. Wait, what? Santas or Christmas items. Clip art on worksheets, for instance. Can't be putting that, okay. Christmas trees in classrooms. Elf on a shelf, Uh because it's Christmas related. You can't sing Christmas carols. I mean, why why would you be able to? It's Christmas time. You can't play Christmas music. Sending a scholastic book that is a Christmas book that's Christmas related can't be done. Uh, Making a Christmas ornament as a gift, that assumes... That the family has a Christmas tree, which assumes they celebrate Christmas. <clears throat> and look around you. You can't just assume people celebrate Christmas. No. <laughs> Hardly anybody does. Um, the candy cane, because it's Christmas related. And historically, the shape is a J for Jesus. Oh, come on. I think people usually hold it the other way, right? Where, where it's like a cane. Yeah, like a shepherd's Shape. staff or something. Right. If anything, can it just be a piece <clears throat> of candy? Is uh, is it a J for Jesus? I don't. I don't even know that that's what it's supposed to be. Right, here we go. The red is for the blood of Christ, and the white is a symbol of His resurrection. This would also include different colored candy canes. Red and green items. You can't even have traditional c- Christmas colors at this elementary. Reindeer, because of course all reindeer are Christians. <laughs> you can't you can't have that. And Christmas videos, movies, or characters from Christmas movies all banned from this school. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's Have you looked up the, the candy cane? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. It's like uh it started in Germany two hundred and fifty years ago. Um I'm trying to think because I know we've looked into this before and I'm trying to separate what is urban legend from what. So he wanted to remind the kids uh, of the meaning of Christmas and uh, J-shape for the shepherd's crook. That's what I thought it was. Yes, the shepherd's crook. The whole Jesus thing didn't come until later. People started saying, look, it's a J for Jesus. Yeah, if you turn it upside down. Um, So what was the reasoning? She's in her first year as Manchester principal. She noted in a memo that uh, she comes from a place that Christmas and the like are not allowed in schools. Uh, where is that? Iran? <laughs> and that as a public school, Manchester Elementary will seek to be inclusive and culturally sensitive to all students. Well, except Christians. Except, yeah, Christians, no, no. no, no you're, not you're, the Christians. Your holiday is nothing. Uh, we'll be inclusive to everybody else, the Jews, the Muslims, yeah. the atheists, the uh, everybody else. But not you Christians who want to celebrate here. What's her name again? Uh, Sin- Jennifer Sinclair. Okay, we'll find out where she's from because she said we're not used to celebrating Christmas where I'm from. Yeah, okay, we'll check out. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have unknowingly awoken a sleeping giant with many of you. She said, "I apologize for the stress that Christmas holiday Grinch Santa tree emails and conversations have caused you." <laughs> what items were allowed in this inclusive environment? Oh, okay, 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 okay. So there were some things that they yeah. allowed. Yeah, yeah. So she was kind of reasonable, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. What do we sure. got? What do we got? Yeah, we don't want to make it all negative. Good. You could give a gift to a student. <clears throat> Although the gifts are pretty traditional because that's what the wise men brought Jesus. Okay. Students uh, making a gift for a loved one. Snowmen. 
snow women, snow people, and snowflakes are okay. So uh, well, you're teaching any snowflakes. sort of precipitation, a uh, wintry type of precipitation, I guess, is okay. Uh-huh. Gingerbread people. People. Holidays from around the world. Like if it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. So, wait, so wait a minute. Say, wait, wait, at Christmas we can celebrate other holidays is well, what sure. you're saying? I mean, you're going to celebrate Ramadan, obviously. You're oh. going to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Duh. You're going to celebrate uh, Kwanzaa? Yes, of course. Of course you are. Purposeful presentation of information to teach about different cultures, just not ours. Just not ours, yeah. Makes sense. Sledding. Wait. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's a okay. sled picture. Hot chocolate is okay. Polar bears are okay. Well, because they're endangered. Except for the fact that they're not. Uh, penguins, for some reason. Scarves, boots, earmuffs, and hats so you can stay warm mm-hmm. uh, in Nebraska. Yetis and Olaf from Frozen. Those oh, were all yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were all included. So she could be really, really inclusive. Now, this will surprise you because the district got involved. School district actually, believe it or not, they responded and said they investigated the matter and determined that Principal Sinclair's memorandum did not comply with board policy and that Manchester staffers were advised that certain Christmas symbols are permissible. Good! Mm-hmm. How about that? So a little bit of sanity returning uh, to yeah. the discussion. So they, they, they knocked down, uh, they slapped down the, Principal uh, Sinclair's... Yeah. Uh, Scrooginess. Yeah, I'm looking at this uh, article here uh, that uh, when she got introduced, uh, it says that her and her family, um, she's got uh, three kids, right? And mm-hmm. a husband there. And uh, and they, they, they backpacked across Europe together. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They visited Good. Scotland, Ireland, Great Britain, mm-hmm. different Airbnbs. So, uh, Does it say where she's from, where they see. don't celebrate it, Christmas it really or whatever? It looks like she was, uh, <laughs> she, got, well, she earned a degree at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. So they must not celebrate uh, Christmas in Omaha anymore, Strange. which is kind of weird because yeah, is weird. we were actually invited to a Christmas party up there. <laughs> well, how we can't long make. ago, though? That was probably like, a long... Like three days ago. Oh, really? You think maybe they canceled oh. it since then? <laughs> probably, so yes. it might be banned, and I just didn't realize it. Maybe we should RSVP to that. I don't know. 888 All right. It's, uh, it's already December 6th, so it's cer- certainly not too early to start thinking about gifts for that special someone in your life. And... I've got such a great idea for you from iTarget Pro. This is one of the coolest things you can give uh, to a gun enthusiast because this is a way that somebody can practice in their own home uh, with their weapon and totally safely and without buying a whole bunch of ammo and paying range fees and the hassle of going to and from. Just do it right in your home. It utilizes your smartphone and their app, which tracks a caliber-specific laser that fits in your firearm instead of the bullet which is what makes it safe. And then that detects exactly where your shots land on the target. Comes with your caliber-specific laser, a targeting system, and instructions so you can start right away. Go to the letter I, then targetpro.com, check out the video, choose your caliber, and download the app so that you're ready when the system arrives. And right now, you can get free shipping through the end of the year. Awesome deal. Plus, you'll save an additional 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. So save money, save time, have a lot of fun, get something really special and unique for that special someone on your list. It's itargetpro.com, offer code PAT, itargetpro.com. 
Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-900-3393. And it, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, where uh, legislation to start a conversation tweets... I'm with Jeffy. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is. No, yeah, no, it's no. not. My suggestion is to have a poll to determine if Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Oh, mm. you, want, you want me to put a poll out? Well, there? we already got a poll going. So. Okay, well maybe we'll maybe after that, sure. maybe after that poll, we can do sure this thing. poll. Uh, from Oops, boy howdy! I can't wait <laughs> to get to the store and pick me up some candy jays. Candy jays, <laughs> love right. me some candy jays. <laughs> uh, Derek Thomas tweets. They can make snowflakes just like the teachers are making them. Uh, snowflakes. Yes. Uh, from Steve. Uh, speaking of who hash, Pat makes me wonder what Girl Scout cookies are made of. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, from World of Spots. I think I just found the perfect Christmas gift for my mom. Yeah. A Christmas album she's never heard before. Yeah, we treated I didn't think link. that was even possible. Yeah. At Pat Unleashed, there's a link to that... Uh... That CD Glenn had made. Oh, yeah. It's really good, Believe too. again. It's really good. You got, go tell it on the mountain. And that right there, what you just did, mm-hmm. will get you into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before four. It's <laughs> probably true. That is probably true. <laughs> uh, plus, um, they, you get that one, uh, the song that we played earlier today, Oh Holy Night, mm-hmm. from Diane Michelle Fent. The best version I've ever heard of that song. And um, the, one of my other favorites on that is, well, my favorite, my favorite song on this CD is from uh, David Osmond um, when he does Okama, All You Faithful. Best version of that I've ever heard, too. Yeah. Guy's incredibly talented. If his name wasn't Osmond, I think he'd be one of the bigger stars in the country. Yeah. And maybe we'll play that uh, as well um, today or sometime this week. Uh, let's see. We got uh, from Smallmouth Bass Kurt. Wow, look at that wretched good word keith and pat used hideous today you guys are on a descriptive word roll yeah i think we're talking about andrew cuomo and the like (laughs) yeah uh from sunshine and conversations uh go tell it on the mountain that jesus christ is born in a cage to poor immigrant refugees that the united states turned away yeah that's the uh (laughs) put that in the Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ was born in a cage to poor immigrant refugees turned away by the United States. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. It's beautiful. There's the music video for it. There you go. Born in a cage. (laughs) I mean, it was just so obvious that that was going to happen. Yep. It just, it had to, and of course now it has. But it's really good to know, and we'll get into this in a minute. There is a place in this country that's still inclusive, that is still tolerant, um, that is still diverse enough to include everyone. And uh, we're going to get into that at the Illinois Capitol Rotunda this month. Um, They are including because they are inclusive and they are uh, diverse. A uh, satanic uh, scene uh, among the Christmas displays. Uh, So, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Um, So, okay, yeah, you've got the 
You got the church in Massachusetts that is putting the baby Jesus in a cage to represent how how terrible this country is. And then on the other on the other hand, you got just how inclusive and wonderful and uh, tolerant we are by including satanic sculptures. Mm-hmm. Good heavens! Uh, we'll get into that and uh, share that story with you coming up in a few minutes as well. Um, but first, let me tell you about Home Title Lock. Um, now we all know identity theft is really, really prevalent and really bad and hard to take care of once it happens. I mean, we just had 500 million identities stolen from uh, Marriott Hotels, Marriott Starwood. So they got customer names, they got financial information like credit cards, they got personal information, your name, your date of birth, your address, your banking information, passport information, all that stuff, basically everything they need to go online and transfer your home's title into an alias, uh, all stolen from Marriott Hotels. But there's something you can do. Now that you know that home title theft is a problem and one of the fastest growing problems, crimes in America, if you own a home, you owe it to yourself to take care of this. If you have rentals or if you have elderly parents who may not be aware of this kind of thing, get this for them. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. The second they detect any sinister activity, they'll get on and shut it down. Now, your home's title could already be compromised. You can find out by signing up at HomeTitleLock.com for your free title scan and report. That's a $100 value. You'll get that for free just for signing up. Visit HomeTitleLock.com today. Get some peace of mind. HomeTitleLock.com. Mr. Cratchit. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, every time one of these tarmac situations with these planes come up, I always think, how, how would I handle that situation? What happened? Not real well, I think. Uh, some Russian travelers had just been pretty much frozen um, because they were made to stand in a bus with the doors wide open outside the terminal in a bone-chilling 25 below zero. What? Yeah. Then they were taken out to the plane and put on board the plane um, and were overwhelmed by intense heat. Apparently, the system broke down in the plane and it became 122 degrees above on the plane. Oh. It went from 25 below to 122 above and were made to stay there in that heat and they were begging the stewardess and the crew to please let them off or open the door or you know give them some kind of relief people are passing out getting sick vomiting <laughs> just were there hidden cameras was this like a I, torture run what? so bizarre isn't it and what would you do if you're in this situation i would go out of my mind I'd go out of my mind. I would have done better, I think, with 25 below than 122 above. Mm -hmm. And I think I I would have had to have been arrested because I'm not going to stay in 122 degree heat. Yeah, but hold on now. Back to the bus there. I know it was 25 below, and Mm -hmm. I think we're both in agreement that that's better than 122 above crammed in there. Yes. But I don't like traveling with a coat. Because I don't want that mess with that at the airport and on a plane. Right. I don't know if all these yeah, people have coats I don't, I don't coats like that on, either. You know? So I don't know if everyone right. was I don't know. properly dressed for that. But anyhow, this is... So was this uh, was this uh, JetBlue? Is that what this was? <laughs> no, it was a Russian, it was oh. a, uh, Russian airline. Okay. 
Which is great because, yeah, Jet, <laughs> Jet Blue, that particular, that was three hours in intense heat, right? Yeah. yeah. Three, or was it was 11? It was 11 that, hours. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It was 11 hours in Man. intense heat. In fact, that got, uh, that got the chairman uh, fired uh, from his... Uh, from his own company for that, which uh, I don't. They haven't said any uh, Russian heads have rolled here, but I. I mean, it's Russia. They will. I, yeah, they will. <laughs> I would not handle that well at all. New, nope. probably be in some Russian Russian prison right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, but that thank goodness actually, I wasn't on that plane. JetBlue had <laughs> that uh, you know unfortunate situation that cost the CEO his job. Um, but that what you just described is just like a day in the life at Spirit Airlines. My goodness! Oh, Spirit's so that fantastic! Is, oh boy, aren't they great? I don't wish a <laughs> Spirit trip on my worst enemy. Uh, my wife is always looking for bargains, and when mm-hmm. she uh, <laughs> she found the bargain that was Spirit Airlines and used it once. Yep, one time, <laughs> one and done. It was just once, uh-huh. and then she was pretty well done. Yep. Me okay, too. I don't need a bargain that bad. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're gonna pay me? You're gonna, you're gonna cost me? Charge me for every step that I take to get to my seat? That's about how ridiculous it is. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's like okay, that's another nickel, another nickel, another nickel. I mean, everything, mm. nickel and dime you to death on that airline. Yeah, no, thank you, no, thank you. Mm. I think you pay for every bag. Yep, don't you? You do. You pay. So by the time you're done with that, is it really a bargain? Nope, it is not. It's not. No, sir. Especially when you go through the hassle. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. But as I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's nice to know that somebody in this country is still inclusive and diverse and tolerant of other people's sensibilities. Yeah. At the Illinois Capitol Rotunda this month, they've got several traditions being celebrated. There's a nativity scene for for Christmas, a menorah for Hanukkah, and then something a little different. Okay, what do we got? It's an arm holding an apple with a snake coiled around it. Okay. Uh, it's a nice little gift from the Chicago branch of the Satanic Temple. Okay. It's called Snaketivity. <laughs> and it's a, uh, the work also has a nice little sign underneath um, that reads, as you can see there, knowledge is the greatest gift. Okay. Thank you, uh, you condescending douchebags. That's wow. great. Uh, but you see that there's a Christmas tree there, and then there's an explanation of, of why... Um, they have the satanic symbol there. Uh-huh. The state of Illinois is... Get this. Uh-huh. This drives me literally out of my mind. The state of Illinois is required by the First Amendment of the United States Constitution to allow temporary public displays in the state capitol. No, it's not. So long as these displays are not paid for by taxpayer dollars. Because the first floor of the Capitol Rotunda is a public place... State officials cannot legally censor the content of speech or displays. Wait one second. United States Supreme Court has held that public officials may legally impose reasonable time, place, and manner restrictions regarding displays and speeches, but no regulation can be based on the content of the speech. That is not true. <laughs> that is just absolutely asinine. All right, so... It's asinine. Yeah. Hugh Hefner. Can mm-hmm. he put a display up there? Yeah, a little naked display. Mm-hmm. You have to. That's my free speech. Mm. Let me read you what is called the Establishment Clause okay. of the First Amendment. Because this is what establishes the religion. This is what, this or doesn't establish religion. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. It doesn't say anything about treating everybody the same. 
about allowing satanic displays, about not editing anybody's uh, message at Christmas time. You don't have to treat Satanism the same as Christianity and Judaism. You don't have to. There is no law, there is nothing in the Constitution that, that makes that an actual thing. It isn't. No, I, <clears throat> it's amazing. And states and cities and municipalities cave into this all the time. Illinois Secretary of State spokesman Dave Drucker uh, told the uh, newspaper in the area that Temple has the same rights as religious organizations. This recognizes that. The Satanic Temple uh, calls itself a non-theistic organization in its application to the display. In a GoFundMe campaign to raise $1,500 for the display, the group explains its mission. The Satanic Temple Chicago will no longer allow one religious perspective to dominate the discourse in the Illinois State Capitol Rotunda during the holiday season. Please consider what you may to do uh, what you may do to help us bring Satan to Springfield. <laughs> wow. Oh boy. I mean that's that is uh dangerous and outrageous. And this is what we've come to. We've gone so far afield of what the constitution actually represents, stands for, stipulates uh that we're in real trouble now. When you have to put a satanic display next to Christianity at Christmas time and Judaism uh, during Hanukkah, uh, you're going the wrong direction. Wow. On their website, <clears throat> the Satanic Temple explains their mission is to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people. Sure. Sure it is. Reject tyrannical authority. Advocate practical common sense and justice and be directed by the human conscience to undertake noble pursuits guided by the individual will. Did they, wait, reject tyrannical <coughs> authority? Yeah. Wait, yeah. And they worship Satan? Yeah. Right? The guy who wanted to force everyone? The, the guy who wanted to force our will. That is the ultimate tyrant. Huh. They've also taken steps to protect their trademark, especially against depictions that presented symbols as actually nefarious. Uh, last month, the temple settled a lawsuit with Warner Brothers and Netflix after a reboot of the teen witch show Sabrina used a copy of the goat-headed statue in an episode. Temple argued that the statue not only infringed on its copyright, but damaged its reputation by portraying the statue as, as evil. No, <laughs> oh, Okay. Yeah, you don't want to portray satanic things as evil. Well, yes, you do. Yeah, you really do. But this is, you know, this is how far afield we are from the actual meaning of the of the U.S. Constitution. What where, year is it still? Uh, 2018. Okay. As you've pointed out a couple it of times. total sense then. Good golly. Um, so, yeah, currently on display also is a statement from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Marking the winter solstice. <laughs> so they got everything there. So they got Christianity, Judaism, Satanism, and the Freedom From Religion Foundation people marking winter solstice and asserting that religion is but myth and superstition that hardens hearts and enslaves minds. 
Where is the wow Kwanzaa display? What a racist state Illinois is. Wow, yeah. It doesn't say anything about it. Well, Maybe there is one, but mm-hmm. they don't mention it here. Okay. Which is really not very inclusive. Oh, in 2008, a Springfield man got permission, though, to install a Festivus pole. Oh, a Festivus. Festivus. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, Festivus. Is, wasn't that made up by Seinfeld? Yeah. It's not a, a real thing, is I it? Th- I think that's where it had to originate. I think that's exactly where it started. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah inspired by the holiday celebrated by yeah. the Costanzas on Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> oh man! So you even include a you you included a pretend display. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's pole. that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Now sometimes you might want your ears to be so uh, gummed up with wax that you don't hear any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but then knowledge it is is helpful in the long run. Mm-hmm. So maybe you want might want to clean them out and not with cotton swabs or candles that could set your skull on fire. Um, you can get a real solution for any of this stuff from the Wax RX earwash system. Doctor, doctor developed, works safely when other products fail. Uh, it's what physicians trust the most, and it was actually developed by top physicians. And it's the same kind of thing they do in their office. There's a softening drop that goes in, and then a specially engineered pump that's fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush everything out. And then the pH conditioned formula that rinses and soothes your ears. It's just a, a great system. Try it. Order it at usewaxrx.com and you can reuse it too. So it's going to save you a bunch of money. Use the offer code radio and they'll ship it right to your door. You'll get free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com. And the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, 888 Uh Just to get you into the holiday spirit after all that uh, demoralizing stuff. From the Illinois Capitol Rotunda. Uh, Here's something uplifting for you from uh, Glenn's Christmas album from a few years ago. David Osmond on The Blaze. Oh, come. 
It's David Osmond uh, from Believe Again. Triple eight nine hundred thirty I just think one of the best vocalists on the planet. Uh, but for some reason, uh, not rewarded as such, it seems. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where the prolific Judy Chapel has tweeted regarding our uh, problems with the Grinch movie. If who is their ethnicity and not their species, then who hash is no more creepy than American cheese or French toast. Oh. Hmm. All right. Well, it's interesting. Insight. Contemplate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Daniel, we should all flood Principal Dearest with Christmas cards saying Merry Christmas and God bless. Oh, yes, that we be should. That would be nice. And then we got a, a tweet that, that helped out with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this little uh, tweet. Uh what? Yeah, I'm being told to hold on. No, go ahead. All right. Uh, Dr. Jen Sinclair, principal, yep. 2750 North HWS Cleveland Boulevard, Omaha, Nebraska, 68116. Look at that. Look well, at your that. Christmas message. That's nice. Go. That's where you can send your Christmas cards and yeah. you share the spirit of the season. It's right there on the TV screen there if you'd like to uh, okay. copy it down. Yeah, share a little, a little holiday yeah. message. That That's would all. be nice. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. So inclusive and wonderful. From Danish Viking, the interior decoration uh, mother on Home Alone was the same decoration mother on Beetlejuice. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think and not. Look, there it is. There's the kitchen. Look at that. And, that? The, and there's Kevin in his Kevin. in his green and red outfit yep. that is banned by uh, Jennifer Sinclair <laughs> That's right. in the she classroom. She banned colors. Colors. Yeah, colors, because they can be associated with Christmas. They don't have to be, but they can be. Yeah, like I think I wore a green shirt the other day. Oh, wow. I I mean, I wasn't thinking that it was the Christmas season. I'm such a hater. Why do you hate non-Christians? Why? Uh, Obviously. Uh, Any calls, Ivan? Tweets? (laughs) I love that somebody named themselves that. Uh, Are you telling me that the family from Home Alone couldn't afford a security system or an emergency babysitter? Uh, good question. Uh, based on that beautiful home, uh-huh. the trip to France, seems like there was some money somewhere in that family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Courtney Lay tweets, uh, uh, Pat needs to do Go Tell It on the Mountain in the Al Gore voice. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'll have to work that out in my head first. And no, I don't want to just willy-nilly jump into that. You don't want to do that? Just oh, by the way, that? don't forget, tomorrow, uh, right here on most of this same program, uh, we will be having more on trivia. Yeah, we are eleven and two on the season. It is we have predicted correctly eleven times and incorrectly, incorrectly twice. So it's eleven and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the matchup this week: my Packers versus Keith's Falcons. So it should be should be a fun. Yeah. More on trivia: uh, Green Bay versus Atlanta, eight a.m. Eastern tomorrow, and lots of uh, lots of new uh, viewers and listeners now. And thank program. you, yeah, yeah, for joining us from uh, CRTV uh, listeners and viewers. Yeah. Uh, and great enjoy. to have you with us. You'll enjoy more on trivia if you're not familiar. We just we're gonna we're gonna predict the winner of this game, and we're gonna be right uh, by calling convenience store um, clerks, um, engine, you know, shelf replenishers and engineers, and we ask them, you know, some questions that shouldn't tax you uh, that much and really lately they haven't taxed anybody that much i've been high scoring affairs so we'll see what happens uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three by the way the golden globe nominations are out just just announced fresh off the press uh here are the nominees for best tv series musical or comedy barry on hbo the good place on nbc kidding on showtime the Kamin- kaminsky method on netflix 
And The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon, I've, uh, as usual, seen none of them. Uh, best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture. Antonio Banderas, Daniel Brühl, Darren Crisk, Benedict Cumberbatch, who has to be nominated and included in everything now. It's, yeah, it's a rule. It's like a, I think it's a UN law now. <laughs> it's an international law. And uh, Hugh Grant is also nominated there. Best TV limited series or motion picture? Made for television, The Alienist on TNT. Assassination of Johnny Versace. Uh, Escape at Danamora. Sharp Objects and a Very English Scandal. Have you seen any of these? I have seen none of them. Nope. I don't. I, I really hate much. the fact, though, that for best performance by an actor in a TV series, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen has been rewarded with his antics uh, on Who is America? That's despicable. Uh, Jim Carrey, Michael Douglas. Donald Glover and Bill Hader also uh, nominated. Best motion picture in an animated uh, movie, Incredibles 2, which I did see. That's the first thing I've seen. It yeah, was, yeah, me too. It was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Isle of Dogs, I haven't seen, but it looks kind of fun. Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet. You seen that yet? <clears throat> and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is getting a lot of, lot of attention right now. Best TV series for drama, The Americans, which I think just finished up their last season right bodyguard homecoming killing eve and pose i don't watch any of those either best motion picture musical or comedy crazy rich asians the favorite green book which is getting a lot of controversy we'll have to talk about that this week mary poppins returns which i don't think anybody's seen yet have they because it's not out yet and vice and then nominated for best picture in a drama black panther love it which was really good. Black KKK Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody, which I loved. If Beale Street Could Talk. And A Star is Born from uh, the Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Did you see that? No. Have you seen it? No. No. I know you want to. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. Boy, we do not get out much, do we? No, we really don't. All right. We really don't. Triple Eight, 933 93 Back tomorrow with more on trivia. See you then.